At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We are in our series still, for however long, on understanding the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm going to share with you tonight out of a passage of Scripture that I've never preached actually before that I know of. So if you remember me preaching from this, maybe out of the, the chapter, but not just these three verses. So we're going to get to those in just a moment. Um, but I want to start tonight with a couple of verses that we ministered last time. One out of 1 Corinthians 3.16 that says, do you not know that you are the temple or the house of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? That's a question. Do you know that? That you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells inside of you? Do you know that? Question, right? And then 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You and I, if you're born again, the Spirit of God is in you. You're the house of God. The Spirit of God dwells inside of you. Just close your, close your eyes for a moment. Just put your hands on yourself, just like on your heart, just or, or, or around where your heart is, and, and just meditate for a moment that you are privileged to be the house of God. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. His Spirit dwells in you, and you are one. Your human spirit is one with the Holy Spirit. Have you ever thought about how the Father feels that for the time period that we know of over the last six, almost 7,000 years that we know of of planet Earth, that we know of, of, of this dispensation of humanity starting with Adam and Eve, somewhere around 7,000 years. So in, in, in that period of time, what God has been working at is bringing humanity back to the place where He created us to be. He created Adam and Eve in His image. They're spiritual beings. He gave them dominion over the earth. And he told them one thing not to do. And that's the thing they did. And we've been dealing with that rebellion ever since. After Jesus came, we had the answers now and the ability to become more like what he created in the garden. But man, in humanity right now, do we see rebellion prevalent everywhere? Wow. It's everywhere. Started right there, and it's never stopped. And the truth of the matter is, it's never going to stop unless you stop it. And yet, you have the power to stop it. You have the Word of God. You have the Spirit of God. You have the ability within you because you're the temple that houses God. Do you think there's any, do you think that there is any rebellion in heaven? No. Nothing. And I house God. <laughs> He's inside of me, inside of you. And he said, we're one with him. And all this is about getting humanity back to where it was with Adam and Eve where we were with Him. 
one with him. Now we're one spiritually, but the battle is with the flesh. See, when you leave this physical body, you're face to face with him. Now there's no resistance because you're out of the flesh. So tonight, you know, we've, after we've taught a lot on the Holy Spirit in the last number of weeks, we've prayed for many of you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and many of you that had already received it saw a great increase in your life. I've had talked to several people that have seen increase in their life as they're praying in the Spirit. And um, we'll, we, we will pray if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit or you even were prayed for and did not receive the evidence of praying in other tongues, we want to help you with that because it's biblical. And the thing about it is, you know, to pray for people that have no clue or understanding of how it operates or works, it just, it's, it's not profitable. You need the teaching of it, and that's why we're doing this. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to these messages, you know, a number of times. That it'll help you, it'll bless you. But tonight, we're going we're gonna to talk more about, about how to yield to the Holy Spirit. How, what, what it means to yield, to, to break it down and define it. And like I've said, I've never taught out of this passage of Scripture that I'm going to teach out of tonight. And I believe there's going to be supernatural, supernatural takeaway from this tonight. Supernatural. How many believe that? I believe that. So close your eyes for a moment and I'm going to pray this over you. Lord, tonight I ask that we all be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That we walk worthy of you, fully pleasing to the Lord, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, Strengthened with all might according to your glorious power, with all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light. For God, you have delivered us from the power of darkness, transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of your love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, which is the forgiveness of our sins tonight. Lord, we are so honored and privileged tonight to be on the receiving end of that because we are the house that is inviting in us the presence of your Spirit, but us being aware of it and yielding to it, to Him the person of the Holy Spirit. We're we're thanking you tonight for the Holy Spirit in us and that we have the ability to focus and know how to yield, to understand His promptings within us, not always being prompted by, by our head or our thinking, but being prompted internally. And I thank you for it tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. So, I've got a lot of things to say about these three verses. And just bear with me because I want to get this out the way I've heard this inside of me. I want to get this out. And so what, what, what are we talking about tonight? Yielding. We're yielding, learning how to yield, okay? So, bear with me as I read these verses. I'm going to read them through and then we'll, that I'll just, I'm just going to kind of go back and forth. So, just, just, just pay attention as I, as I kind of piece this together tonight. Behold, 
I, who's that? That's God. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I, God, will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Specifically, this is Jesus to the churches in the book of Revelation. This is God, because Jesus only did what Father said, so this is God, okay? But this is specifically Jesus. Now watch. He said, as I also overcame and sat down with my Father on his throne. I mean, Jesus is saying to us, He's inviting us to sit in an environment with Him where He's at at the right hand of the Father. And He wants us understanding how to live that way right now. Think, think of that. My goodness. Jesus inviting you and I to experience what He experiences all the time in his relationship with the Father. Then he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Churches in that day, churches today. Everybody say, I'm the church. You're the church, and we're the church, right? The body of Jesus Christ is the church, but individually, we're all members of that church. God's not building anything but His church in the earth, and that's you. But then that's us collectively, that's why the church is so vital. The reason that things are not happening in the earth the way people want to see it is the church isn't in order. You, you can spend some time in Revelation 2 and 3 here and look at all the instructions that Jesus was giving to the churches of that day. It's the same churches of this day. It's on this side of the cross. Same stuff going on right now that was happening in these churches here. Same ugly stuff. So I want you to, as we, as we go and kind of break these verses down, I want you to think of a couple things that I, that I want to say here. He said that he knocks. Right? Yes. He knocks where? At the door of your and my heart. At the door of our heart. But, but I want to say about the knocking that the knocking is not a natural knocking. The knocking is associated with His voice. So He's saying, Randy, come on, let's have dinner. Let's talk together. Let's this together. Let's, I, w- I want to share some things with you. And, and he's the one that's knocking, okay? But then he, says, then he says, whoever opens the door. So who's responsible for the door being opened? Me. Right? And that's why I've got to yield to the knocking. Remember, it's... It, it, it's not, it doesn't sound like this. It sounds like this. Hey. That's Texas for knocking. Hey. 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 It's not a loud, boisterous, demanding, pushing his way in the door. He doesn't do that. Hey. 
And the thing about the thing about the hearing, and I want you to I want you to really think this through. You may need to go back and listen to me say this several different times, what I'm fixing to say right now, because this is really important. But the hearing can only be accomplished depending on how much that you keep yourself around the Word. You pull yourself away from the Word, you're not sensitive to His voice, His knocking. You keep yourself connected to the Word of God, you keep it. You're hearing the Word preached, the confession of the Word, the meditation of the Word, the praying of the Word doing the Word when occurrences and opportunities come that try to shock you and pull you away, that you do the Word. But the doing doesn't come unless you're hearing it, you're confessing it, you're meditating on it, you're praying the Word. The more you stay around the Word, you're going to be open to hear this. Let's read that 20th verse again. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Who? The Savior of the world. The head of the church. I stand knocking. (laughs) I mean, so He's told us what to do here. And do you realize how much patience and mercy that God has? In the Bible, we have record that he spoke something that was going to happen, and it manifested 500 years later. (laughs) Man, I've been standing for three months, Pastor. No, no, no. God said it, and if he said it, it's going to happen. Amen? It may not even be in this generation, but it's going to happen, because if he said it, it's the way it is. Well, we got a book full of what he said. So the more you keep yourself attached to what he said, the more you're open to hearing the knock. When you're not connected to this, and it's kind of in and out, it's, the knock's like this. Did I hear a knock? But the more you're around the word, it's like that. You hear that knocking. See? Because there's, a, there's another kind of knocking. Because see, if the, if the knocking is, a, is, is, is attached to his voice, there's another knocking, and it's all the other voices. Yeah. The voice of fear. The voice of anger. The voice of bitterness. The voice of every... You, you just name it. Those voices are, are like... Anybody ever heard a... An ooga horn? A ooga! I had a, well, my family, we, we had a, a 57 Chevy, two door nomad. Woo, dogs. Wish I had it now. And in that car, we had an ooga horn. And man, we just blew it everywhere, wherever we went, you know, especially, you know, I was driving that car in high school and everybody wanted to ride in my car. But they didn't want, once they got in it, they didn't like it because we had Derwiner Schnitzel bags all packed up in there, all, all old Derwiner Schnitzel weenies hanging around everywhere. You know, it's horrible. It was a nasty car in the back seat, but it was a cool car. But it had an ooga horn. Man, you could hear it everywhere. And all the other voices, I kind of compare it. It's not like this. It's like ooga screaming at you. Constantly coming after you and coming at you. The more you spend around the word, that auga goes away. The more you spend around the word, you begin to hear his voice. Hear his voice. 
We've got another testimony in the Word of God that God said something and it happened five generations later. There's all kinds of stories like that. Just think of the mercy and the grace of God, the, the patience of God for things to come to pass. But see, we, we, we have to learn this kind of stuff. You know, I, I can just, you know, it, you know it, when, you, when you hear somebody, like you hear me a lot of times testifying of things that, that I've gotten in the last 10 years or something that over time. You should be hearing me say that I've gotten something new every year. Because you and I should be growing and things should be evolving of God in Revelation. And it's like, it's like today, the thing that, that I, am, I am so, you know, you don't want to be pleased or satisfied or content or whatever. You always want more. But I'm so grateful, I guess is the right word. I'm so grateful and thankful that I can hear that. And, and more and more every day, I want to hear this. Because He's dependent. I mean, He called me His house. Bert, I'm living in you, and I need you to be the house I need you to be. I need you to be the person that I need you to be. I need you to be spiritual and not controlled by your flesh. That's what I need you to be because I need you to win the planet. Yes, sir. Look no farther. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here winning the planet, right? right? See, we win the planet one person at a time. And if we're all doing it, then we're winning the planet. And the planet gets reconnected to how God wants it to be now. But, but, it's, but it's, a, it's, it's a fallen planet, and He's building a new one. But until the new one comes, he wants us to get this place like it was before. Yeah. Right. By hearing his voice. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone, who's that? That's me. I'm an anyone. If anyone hears my voice, hears the knocking, Because see, he's standing at the door knocking, so the knocking has to be attached to his voice. If anybody hears my voice and opens the door, opens the door, he's not going to shove his way in. He's not going to even actually take a crack. Well, he'd stick his foot in the door and he's going to push it. No, that's not God. If anybody opens it... Father, I hear your voice. Thank you. Yes, sir, I'll I'll, I'll shut my head down. I'm going to take the time to spend with you. I'm going to listen to what you have to say to me. He said, He said, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. What does dining represent? Connection. When my wife and I go on a date, and we're at a restaurant somewhere, and we're dining together. We're, we're not looking around the restaurant or on our phones. Doing, we're talking. We're communicating together. There's a connection that happens when there's something like that. And that, that's, what, that's what he's saying to us. I, I, I want to come in. I want us to dine together. I want us to sit across the table from one another. I want you to look at me eyeball to eyeball, and I want to share things with you that you need to know because you can't make it in this planet. You can't make it on this planet. Not effectively. Oh, yeah, I'm doing okay, Pastor. I'm not talking about doing okay. I'm talking about living above it. That's right. Amen? And living in the authority that God created us to live in. Not bowing down and giving in and woe is me and all this other mess. No, I'm talking about living in that authority and knowing it because I've dined with him, because I've been listening. I'm paying attention to the knocks. When would a knock come? When would a knock come? 
If you've got something going on in your life and you're struggling in that and you're looking for answers in that, He knows everything about everything. Everything. There's not anything that He doesn't know and doesn't have an answer for. He knows everything about everything. So when you're looking for an answer concerning a specific thing, if you don't just do the first thing off the top of your head, if you're not just going to try to figure it out and fix it and just get wisdom or get get wisdom from the world or knowledge from the world, just that, but you'll sit and be quiet. If you'll listen, you'll hear His knocking. Hey, I got the answer. I can tell you what to do. But you got to listen to me. Remember, I'm not the doer. I'm the helper. I'm not going to do it for you. I'm, but I'm going to help you if you'll cut and come and sit with me and you'll dine with me and you'll let me speak to you and you'll let me tell you what's what. If you'll take the time to do that. And, and, and what is he going to talk to you about? He's going to talk to you through the word you've been hanging around. Through what you hear preached, what you're speaking yourself, what you're meditating on, what you're praying. He's going to speak to you through those things. Did you hear what I said? He's not, I'm not talking about having a relationship and hearing a voice that's just out of thin air. Because those voices, the Bible says there's voices out there that are counterfeit. Hmm? They're counterfeit. And it's the devil. The devil spent, Lucifer himself spent a lot of time in heaven. He knows the anointing. And he's good at counterfeiting it. Look at this verse real quick. 1 John 4, 4. This is a promise in God's Word. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Who's the them? The counterfeit spirits. There's a real spirit. He said, you are of God, little children, have overcome them because he who is in you, Holy Spirit in me, is greater than he who's in the world. Listen to me, that is a promise from God that will come to pass every time that He gives that to you when He's knocking. That, that isn't necessarily going to be the answer every single time, but as you're confessing things like that, as you're meditating on things like that, and something looks like it's overtaking you, something looks like it's not working, something looks like, you know, man, it's going to get the best of me. No, no. All of a sudden, if you'll back up, if you'll shut your head down, if you'll begin to pray in the Spirit, that's why we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues so we can get our mind clear. And when my mind gets clear and I back up from the situation and I'm patient and, and, and I'm, I'm taking time meditating on what God's trying to get over to me, I will hear His knock, and then I'll hear His Word. And see, if you're spending time around the Word, it's not hard for Him to get that over to you. But if you're not spending time, you're spending more time in the world than you are in the Word, then So when he's got an answer for you, hey, you're not hearing it because you're, you're, you're well, the truth is you're in pride. You think you know better. And that's an ugly thing to think you know better than God. That's an ugly thing. You just got to get rid of it. And the only thing that will help you get rid of it is to spend time around the Word. <laughs> that's the only thing. That only thing that will rid you of that is the Word. You just got to spend time around the Word. And develop it, you know. Just start where you're at. It's amazing what you can hear from Him through the Word. It's, it's literally amazing. Mm. Another promise in the Word. Philippians 4.13. The reason I just brought up these two simple promises, they're elementary promises, they're ones we talk about around here all the time, but... 
There could be times he's giving this to you as a word you need to overcome a situation, but you're not thinking about this because you're thinking about all the things going on and you're not hearing the knock. Hey, I got the answer. But you've got to open the door and let me in. Listen to what I'm saying. See, I'm one with Holy Spirit. He and I are one. So he wants to speak something to me that goes contrary to what my head's screaming out about. And I've got to hear those knocks. That's when those knocks, I said earlier, when do the knocks come? When you need them in situations that are, that are there. So, you know what? Could God just like, I love you. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Wow, I needed that, Lord. I needed that today. I'm with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I needed that today. It's one thing to get it from the preached word. That's one thing. And it's important because the Bible says it's important. It's another thing to get it from the things you speak and confess. Okay? It's another thing to get it in meditation of it. It's another thing. Praying it. You're doing it. You're learning it like that. But it's another thing to get it from a knock. I used to think I just had to all the time be active, 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 active with the Word. Man, he likes these times when he's knocking. He's wanting me to invite him in. He wants me to listen to him. Because you have to have the preaching. You have to have the confessing and the meditating of the Word, the praying of the Word, so that he can speak things to you. But once you're beginning to develop it, there's another stage of just listening. Just listening. Because there's something that listening does. One of the things that listening does is it, 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 it shuts down certain demonic voices that create demonic actions. I say I'm using the word demonic, so that sounds like, you know, you're talking about us being demon-possessed. No, you can't, you can't be born again and demon-possessed. But we all deal with darkness in the soul. That's what we're coming out of. We're allowing the light of God's Word to bring us to a brighter and a brighter day all the time. But those other voices that are not this voice, the Auga voices, they're demonic. And one of the manifestations of those voices, what gets stirred up is anger. This passage of Scripture in James chapter 1, I'm going to read it in, out of the New Living Translation. James chapter 1 and verse 19. It says this, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all, all of us, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger, human anger does not produce the righteousness of God or, or the righteousness that God desires. Human anger does not produce. And when I am listening to many other voices, that a lot of times can be a manifestation, is anger. But human anger, there's a righteous anger, and the Bible talks about it. But God is very slow to that. <laughs> Because see, if God wasn't, if He spoke something that was going to come to pass, and it didn't come to pass in six months, well, forget it. Ungrateful bunch. What's stirring up in that? Some anger? Resentment toward people? That's not God. That's not the nature of God. He never does that. Never. So He said, the quicker you are to listen and pay attention 
being slow to speak, quick to listen, and pay attention, the less anger that you have. But what are we listening for? We're listening for His knock. We're listening for Him. Notice, He knocks, I open the door, and He comes in. He's after me. I'm telling you today, God is after you. He is literally after your presence. And that's why what it says here, first, be quick to listen and hear what He's saying. So, when I have an opportunity to make a decision or to do something out of frustration, He knows what it's like to be frustrated. Jesus died for us and our frustrations. He knows what it's like to, to struggle or, or, or be attacked with physical ailments or financial situations or whatever the stress is in the world. He knows all about that because He paid the price for that. But if we don't listen to Him, if we don't hear what He's saying in the moment that He's trying to get the answer to us, then we bypass the answer and we go to anger. We go to anger. And human anger comes from yielding to demonic voices. I'm just cutting to the chase. I'm not talking about other voices. Demonic. It's either voices of God or demonic voices. The enemy stirring up all kinds of crap and things in all of our lives. So I'm going to say it again. Human anger comes from yielding to demonic voices. So if I'm going to yield to something, I need to be practicing every day how to yield to this. Not the... And those voices are so loud. And, and, and the enemy will try to make you think that some of these voices that are so loud and, 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 and angry and whatever, they're from God. He'll twist things and twist things around to try to make... But listen, God is that still, small voice. You have to purpose to hear the knock, be prepared for the knock. In, in my house, if I'm in a certain place in my house and somebody's knocking on the door, I wouldn't hear it at a certain place in my house. I wouldn't hear a knock. God wants me in a room where I can hear the knock when it comes. He wants me paying attention. How do I do that? By staying around the Word. Staying in church. Staying where the preaching of the Word is develop my ability and, and my desire to want to declare what the Word of God says. That, that promise in, in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's a promise from God's Word. I can do all, I can do this. I can do what? I can shut my emotions down, my soul down, and I can get to the place where I hear every knock that comes. Because in every knock is every answer I'll ever need in life. And I promise you, the more you pay attention to the knocks, the more knocks will come. And remember, it's not always just about giving you an answer for a difficult situation. He wants to tell you that He loves you. Most people don't know how to hear that because they don't think they're very lovable. Yeah, you don't know the mistakes I've made. That's why we've been preaching on righteousness. Yeah, but you don't know what I've done here, there, and, and, and everywhere else. Yeah, but He does, and He already forgave you. And He wants you to hear from Him because He's going to tell you who He says you are. See, in the passage we're reading in Revelation, He said, I will come in and dine with you and you with me. We're going to dine, and I'm going to know you 
And as, I, as, I'm, as I'm developing relationship with you, you're going to know who you are in me. He already knows us. I mean, isn't that amazing? He, he's going to dine with me like he's going to get to know me. <laughs> no, he already knows me. He knows me better than I know myself. But he's willing to do, he wants to do that because of his love for us. Because he wants to get over to us the answers that can only come to us spiritually. I mean, if it was just the knowledge of the Word, everybody would be spiritual giants. It's not. You have to know every issue on, on this planet has an answer in the Word of God. Every issue on this planet there is an answer in the Word of God. I think I, I think I read this the other day, but I want to give you this verse of Scripture. I've been meditating on this for a while now. I just have to remember what category it's in. <laughs> I think it's right here. Yes, I like this. This is in the message translation of Proverbs 16. I don't think they have it up there, but I'm just going to read it to you. Proverbs 16, verse 32 and 3, it says this. Moderation is better than muscle. didn't say muscle's not any good. It's just better to be, have an ha, have a attitude and a spirit that is in moderation. Self-control better than political power. Hmm. But watch this. Make your motions. And he's talking about, you know, work, you know, you could say right there, he's saying, work out your body. That's, that's important. That's okay. But make sure you've got moderation. He said, cast your votes. So, you know, be involved in the political process and cast your votes. But God and his word are the final say. I love that. It just keeps reminding me. Uh, he spe- he, he remind- because I speak that every day and I have for a while, he reminds me especially of that last part. Remember, what I say and my word are the final say. Do your part. Do the things you need. You know, he didn't say don't do any of this stuff. He just said just remember at the end of the day, my word and me, you can't separate God and his word, me and my word are the final say. And you know what? If we took that verse of Scripture right there and the things that I'm talking about tonight, and we acted like we didn't need to hear this, how many more thousands of years would we go on planet Earth? People say, well, you know, Jesus is coming back in my lifetime. No, no. Jesus doesn't even know when he's coming back. That's reserved with the Father. And what the Father is looking for is that when He comes back, He finds the earth in faith. That's, right. That's what He's looking for. Not just five of us. He's looking for the planet to be in faith. I don't know. Whenever that's going to be. But if we act like God's Word, God and His Word are the final say, so it really doesn't matter what we do. No. God and His Word through us Who's the house? Who's the temple of God? You and I. Who's one with the Spirit of God that's got all the answers? You and I. The earth is the Lord's in the fullness, but He gave authority to the sons of men. The sons and daughters of men. If that's the case, then He's got to operate through us. His Word, He and His Word are final say if... He's final say for me. He's, his word is the one that settles everything in my life. It's my go-to. I'm in the room where I can hear the knocks. I'm not hiding out in the closet somewhere where I can't hear a knock. I'm not with my head stuck in the sand. No, I'm listening to his voice. I'm developing. I don't want to get so involved in political things that I can't hear the voice of God. That's what he's saying. Cast your votes. Do your part. But at the end of the day, 
You've got to be hanging around the Word in every way, and the Word has got to be a part of you so that Holy Ghost can reveal to you what you need and, and, and the answers to every situation that you and I face. That's right. And there's not a thing that doesn't have the answer. Not anything. I don't care what it looks like. And you know what? What's going to determine whether the things that I'm standing for and believing for are going to be done in my lifetime? Whether I hear the knock, open the door to allow Him in. That's the yielding that you and I must live and operate in every single day of our life, and we must be developing it every single day of our life. Can you say amen to that? So, I want to bring this just to a close. When, when, I, when, when you and I, if you're born again today, there was a knock at your heart. If you're born again today, if you're truly born of the Spirit of God, there was a knock. And what did you do? You let Him in. Right? And thank God for the initial knock. Right? Thank God, man. I, I am born again. My destination is a place that I'm living forever in glory. Thank God for that initial born again. But it happened because there was a knock. And He came in. Why? Because I allowed Him to. But it's the same thing that has to happen every day. How many know tonight that the Bible says we are being saved every day where our soul is concerned. How many know that? So with the soul salvation and the renewing of the mind, it takes listening to the knocks that are helping you to renew your mind and convince you that His answer is more real than what you think you need to do because of the way something appears to be or something, you know, it, it, it looks a certain way, so it's got to be like this, and yet he's over here doing this and you can't even hear it because your mind is so loud and screaming. Ooga! All those voices. But the more you're around the Word and you hear it, You don't have to give in to that. And the same way you let Him in, in salvation, you're letting Him in helping to to see your soul saved on a day-to-day basis. Mind renewed. Changing your thinking and the world's way of thinking and demonic thinking into God's way of thinking. To me, there lies the key and the answer to your and my success. Can you say amen to that? So, the promises that I just read to you, and I'm going to end with this, the promises that I just read to you out of Philippians 3 and 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Just think about it like this. How many times in something that you've faced have you heard something like that? I mean, those are, those are two promises in the Word. There's endless amount of promises because you can see a promise in a promise. <laughs> There's endless amount, number of promises in the Word of God. Endless. But how many times when you've needed something, did you hear something like that? Just, just, I don't don't want any response to that. I just want you to think about it. Because I can't stress 
and influence enough in, to you that that is your success. There's no other way. There's no other way to success in life, to living and overcoming life in the things we face every day because there's all kinds of things. There's issues on your, you work jobs or you have a business, there's issues out there. You go to school, there's issues at school. There's issues in church. There's issues in politics. There's issues in, in the city and, and, and things like in this city here. This was a small city, kind of a, you know, hidden back kind of city. Everybody wanted to move here, but you couldn't make a living here. Well, that's changed. When we came here, there was about 15,000, 16,000 people. I don't know, others have been here longer than we have. But it's busting at the seams, right? New subdivisions being built all over town, everywhere. This place is changing. And if you don't like change, you'll be swallowed up. That is the one thing that is sure in life, change. So, you've got to work it out. And you know what? You don't have to work it out on your own. Well, Pastor, what do you have to do? Listen for the knock. Speak into your heart. He's going to tell you exactly how to do it. Anybody ever wanted to just take somebody and drop kick them? I mean, I, 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 I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to. Have attitude toward people, yet this stuff gets stirred up and worked up and all this kind of stuff. But Holy Ghost will tell you how to do it. He knows you're going to you deal with that kind of stuff. But He'll show you how to do it the way He would do it, not the way you think it should be done. Because most of the time, your way of thinking, eh, I want my way of thinking to be his way of thinking so that what I do gives him glory. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.